podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode two fat ladies. 88. Don't know if I can say it anymore because it's 2019 and someone will probably be offended. But hey, I've done it anyway. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you uh, are all well. It's a bank holiday, you know. Um, it's a bank holiday weekend. It's a bank holiday Sunday. Um, when I record this, don't know if that's something you can say, but it, but it is. Um, yeah, it's coming out in bank holiday Monday. So hope you are enjoying your bank holiday when you are doing it. Yeah, you're probably going why why do you recording the podcast on a bank holiday when you should be outside? Hey, I don't know. Probably just that I care about you guys, you know, probably just because of that, probably that I give a shit about my listening base, you know, probably that, albeit I give a, li- a shit more about four particular people that listen to the podcast, uh, Paul Ferguson, John Joe Flood, Shane McMullen and Luke, because you guys are my Patreons, you guys are the guys that are supporting, you guys are the guys, maybe that they just want to have better sound in the podcast, I don't know, but you guys mean the most to me, and if you just want to be a Patreon on the podcast, get on Patreon, just Type in Dave It's Weird Podcast and try and help me get, you know, better sound on this effectively, you know, and then get a wee camera to do my video podcast so you can watch me as well, you know, watch me whipping Nene, whatever the hell that means, but I heard the kids used to do that, but um, yeah, I'm going to get a link somewhere, you know, probably put it on my Instagram once uh, my show is finished. Because there are still some, listen, to, hey, just coming straight in at the start of the podcast, like as if I am lovehoney.com, just coming straight in there with the plugs, you know. Um, I've got my dad show coming up at the end of the month, 20th of July, a couple of weeks away now, oh, squeaky bum, bum time. Um, not very many tickets left, so if you do want to go, just go on Black Box website right now, or go on my Instagram, follow link, and get tickets bought, because guess what, you're going to be sad if you want to come and you can't go, because all the tickets are sold, you know what I mean, so, um, just go and do that, they make me feel great, you know, and besides also, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club's back this week on the 18th, you know, it's also nearly f- sold out, you know, Kevin McAleer's on, Ray Woods is on, you know, and I'm there, so just, you know, get, sort out your lives, you know what I mean, sort, sort out your lives, and that would be grand. But yeah, long story short, I just felt like I wanted to get my wee plugs and stuff in early. I'm um, serious about Patreon, though. I would love you to support me on that. But um, just getting it in, getting it done early, because, you know, I have a lot to talk about this week. And yes, it is being recorded at, let me see the time. Oh, it's nine o'clock on a Sunday. Love Island's just started. Um, You know, should probably be in there watching that. But alas, like I say, I care about you guys. I like I care about obviously Paul, John, Joe, uh, Shane, and Luke because they're the Premier League. The rest of you guys are like the Championship, which I, I do. I listen here from here and there, you know what I do. But they're my favourites. But yeah, getting it done. So if it's such a busy weekend, you know, if it had a, had a really good, fun bank holiday, you know, obviously started off in the eleventh. I was out just you know at the bonfires, and then obviously the twelfth I was marching and stuff. Um, I wasn't really. That's just a joke. But I was at the bonfires on the 11th night um, some people are going oh why were you there were you so-? look you guys know I'm a mixed marriage guy you know what I mean I just am cross community I'm open to all um, was I at them because I was there for a great time um, you know maybe if that's how you want to interpret it was I at them because I was making a short film yes that's the real reason I was directing a short film about hey you know I'm a funny am I a funny guy yeah I'm hilarious but hey can I also make real cutting edge um, documentary style, real vice TV type projects as well about um groups 
progressing from bonfires to beacons? Yes, I can. So was I working? You know, was I till uh, 2 a.m. on the 11th night, went around a load of bonfire sites and a couple of beacon sites. And, you know, it was an experience because I've not actually done it before, you know. Um, again, part of being, I think, from a mixed marriage is you don't really like to do one or the other. You know what I mean? You, not that you actively you dislike anything, but you just, you know, I just try to keep as neutral as I can. You know, I try to remain, keep my pH balance. At seven, you know, because that's just the kind of guy I am. You know, that's what I try to do, and that's what uh, why I'd not been to things before, and and I was there this time. And to be honest, some of them I went to weren't weren't great, you know, and others were were pretty nice. You know, people were having a good time. You know, there wasn't any any offensive things at certain bonfires. Um, you know what, to be fair, to be fair, at every bonfire I went to, there was some offensive stuff. You know, there was uh, election posters, flags, you know, no need for that, in my opinion. But whenever we went to the beacons, none of that, you know, it's just people having a big beacon and having a party and having a good time. Now, hopefully, whenever this week short film's out, I might be able to put it up publicly. I might not be able to, do you know what I mean? It all depends on the the people that we're, we're doing it for a lion which they probably won't so but yeah just letting you know your boy was up to up to some other things you know branching out a bit that's what it's all about these days isn't it it's all about being able to um you know being able to try try new things whether that be you know in your working life your professional life you know trying new things is you know, thinking outside the box, maybe making a piece that's not comedy, you know, maybe rather than performing in something, directing something, you know what I mean? You know, whether that be your personal life, trying something different, you know, maybe you just sort of have a happy, normal life, everything seems fine, want to try something a bit different, you know, pegging, you know, just let someone put a strap on on and ride you, you know, I mean, hey, who am I to judge? Am I open to new things? Yes, will I try things personally? Probably. You know, let's all be honest. And well, my motto is I'll try anything once, you know, and I used to say that. And then my granda would always be to go to me something cheeky, like he'd be like, I will like cyanide, you stupid fucking prick. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, as long as I'd not do it, you'd... Oh, he was such a piece of shit, you know. Thank God he's dead now, you know. Um, you know, he tried again like me, tried anything once. And... Uh, you know, tried swimming with his toaster and didn't work out for him, you know, fair play. But um yeah, it was what it was like. So I was out doing that on the eleventh night and I got home at about two in the morning and um for some reason I made the stupid agreement to go to the gym first thing on the twelfth, you know, and you know what? Fair play this year to businesses because a lot more businesses were open over the twelfth, which I think's great, you know, because obviously I mean, I'm all these guys, I like to have my cake and eat it, you know what I mean? I like to be off work on the 12th, enjoy that. But at the same time, when I'm off work, I expect other silly beggars to be working, you know? I want every shop open, I want banks open, I want pubs open, um, I want restaurants open, I want, um, you know, brothels, I want. I just want it all open. But I don't want to have to work. So I want everywhere to be open except where I work. You know, which hopefully will not be um, 
forever, you know, on that front, uh, I don't know if I mentioned before in the podcast, I went for an interview um, a few weeks back to, well, my grand, this is my evil plan, my plan is go for this interview, you know, it was for a job, it wasn't an upward step, it was a sideward step, it was for a job that is the same level as what I'm at, except it's permanent at that level, now I've been at the level of my job for the last six years, you know, weird, acting up for six years from a level three to a five, you know, so I went for this job that was permanent to the five, and guess what, I got it, way, happy days, am I delighted about it, yeah, I'm pleased with myself, Um, I mean, is it something I'm looking to do forever, absolutely not, you know, but it's given me an opportunity to not have to travel from the far side of Bangor to Lisburn every day, at my own expense, so I mean that's a bonus. I'm closer to home. It means I'll not be losing as much time in travel or petrol. You know it's positive in that extent. However, a still grand plan is to be doing something comedic or creative or writing wise full time instead. You know, so it it helps a lot because if I'm permanent to this, I can, you know, look to take a a career break down the line and then rather than having to come back at a grade three which I haven't been for the last six years I can come back at the grade that I'm at and still collect that check you know what I mean come in and get that cashish if I need you know if I'm actually not that funny or I turn into a big lazy sloth bastard and don't actually go out for work um, I can go back to my day job you know it's not as risky but at the same time it's part of the goal so yeah I got that which I was pleased with you know so that gives me a chance to get other wheels in motion, you know. It's all, I kind of feel a little bit like Dr. Evil because all my, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Hey, Dr. Evil talks more like this, doesn't he, Scott? You gonna cry, number two? Austin Powers. Yeah, it's kind of shit impression. Long story short, it's a step in the right direction, one step closer to the edge and I'm going to break. No, it's one step closer to the career break. So, you know, major relief on that front. And then I found that out on Wednesday, the 10th and the 11th. I was fucking so busy um, trying to manage certain sites to do with the bonfires. Hey, because that's what I do in my day job, you know. I work with communities. I'm a community guy. I help people with funding applications. I help groups, um you know, keep things safe. I try to, I basically try to help develop community areas, you know, that's what I try to do. And that's it. So I was very, very busy. This time of year is always very busy for me. You know, when I was out to 2am on the 11th, decided for some reason, because I'm back on the physique life, you know, that I'd get up at 6 in the morning and go to the gym, which I did. And I did an absolute friggin' session. And then on the 12th, was it the 12th? Yeah, it was. After I went to the gym, went and left Holly to my parents. And then myself and my good wife went to Limerick for a party. Now, you may have heard me talk before on a podcast about doing a gig a few um, months ago for a friend of mine who's unwell. Well, they were due to get married on the 12th, but due to circumstances, decided to move things, things forward a bit. So the the date on the 12th when they're supposed to get married 
Um, still a lot of people had booked flights and stuff to come back from like New Zealand, Australia, you no know, far away places. So they decided to have a big shindig in Limerick and myself and Catherine and a couple of other couples headed down um, for this party and it was great. You know, I've never been to Limerick before. Um, in fact, you know, I probably have because I did the Ring and Kerry, so I probably was there at some point. But um, I haven't been to a skating before. Skate, 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 which is where we went to, which is a nice uh, town in Limerick. And, you know, I always find it really funny going to places that, you know, are just so culturally different to, you know, what we're like here, you know. Like over there, it's just a very tight-knit community. Everyone knows everyone. There's not a wild lot to do, you know, there's a lot of pubs, people know everyone's business and it's just, it's just a nice way, you know, like down there it was very chilled out, we got there at about 4 o'clock as soon as I got to the B&B, the other two couples were already ready there, ready to go to the party, being like, right, we're going to the pub to start drinking now and I was like, hey, oh, I'm ready, you know, obviously um, my wife Catherine takes, I think, somewhere in the region of 6 to 14 hours to get herself ready for, um, you know, just even going to work. So for a night out, we're talking, we're pushing, you know, 16 to 20. Um, and I mean, I don't know why, because she is gorgeous anyway. You know what I mean? She doesn't need a lot of work to herself. And then, you know, she puts a bit of makeup on, straightens her hair. I'm like, you know, that, how did that take you that long? You know, but it does. So we ended up, uh, by the time she was ready, we got to this local bar in town. And it's one of those ones you walk in. And in fact, it was so weird, right? We walked in, it was what you'd imagine like a traditional rural Irish pub to be, you know, quite old, quite traditional, you know, they had um, walking sticks in the wall, you know, the old old school Guinness mirrors, things like that. You went in, all men, just all old men watching horse racing as per. Now, what was weird about this particular occasion was there was horse racing on one TV, Wimbledon was on another TV, but no sound. They had like some sort of weird Irish stand-up comedian playing over the top. So all these old boys are sitting drinking whiskey, watching the horse racing, laughing their bollocks off or whatever these stand-up tapes are that are playing. But I enjoyed it. And I headed down in the corner, met the other couple. Um, and we just, I just got in, had a sup again us, which was absolutely delicious. And then I got told, oh, by the way, they've come to collect us to the party. Now, that's fine, because we were like, oh, we'll just order a taxi. And then we're just told, oh, no, don't do taxis here. It's like, oh, but taxis, are they not? And it's like, nah, nah, they don't have taxis here. We just kind of get just somebody from the village to drive us. So we were like, all right. And I went out to the car, and the person from the village just so turned out to be my friend Jenna's dad, you know, who just kindly come to get us. So he come got us, brought us to the their house, which was a nice country house, just um, and a nice marquee out the back, had a bar, you know, all you need, happy days. We got there, we were one of the sort of first ones there, so it wasn't really like popping yet you know it was just kind of setting off but we we got there had a few beers you know there's a little bit of sort of not awkwardness but like you know when you don't know like someone's full family really yet so you just were sort of introducing yourself to people again trying to be civilized because you know you don't want to show people what you're about too early you know because if people know that you're all about standing upside down necking beers with your bags down you know People are going to talk, you know. People might like that, you know. So I had to be on my best behaviour. But hey, no doubt, with a few beers down, 
you know, moved on to the shorts. Says that I'll have some brandy and coke. Nan, no brandy. So I was like, all right, okay. When in Rome, do as the Romans do, and that's drink whiskey. So hey, I had I had whiskey and ginger, and I bit through those. Then the food came out. Had a lot of that. Then <laughs> what was was great was that like people started singing like it was weird like whenever they started singing everyone just kind of listened and like obviously you have the sort of the drinking classics like the rattling bog which is probably the worst song of all time but people start singing oh the rattling bog and everyone's enjoying that and then joining in and that goes on for about seven hours so by the time that song was finished Catherine had all her makeup on and managed to make it to the party but um yeah it was bizarre and then like a lady started singing, and it was like, fair enough. Now, the guys that were singing, the men, first of all, were singing, like, drinking songs and wee stories and stuff, and it was it was good. You know, it was good, good crack, and whatever, people were enjoying it. But then the women started singing, and it became, like, beautiful, like, Irish, like, war death songs. Like, I used to have a son. But then the famine took him from me. I had a daughter, but then the famine took her from me. I had a great uncle, he also died in the famine. My cousin, second removed from my second cousin, who lived on a street that I knew once, met once. And then I had a cousin who once told me of him, died in the famine as well. Kill the vibe a bit, you know. And then I knew a man that lived down the street from me. He had a cousin and a brother and his brother's cousin friend, Mick. He had children called John and a daughter called Podrickine. Podrickine had a friend called Sally. Sally had a dad called Jack. Jack knew somebody that died from the famine. And after that, you're like, you know... Do you, are we going to down our drinks or are we just going to like sit or you know and then people clapped and it's like that was really nice she's like thank you thank you thank you and another woman came up to sing and people started clapping it was like we're thinking it's going to be good and she just stood up put her arms out and went <clears throat> many years ago I had a brother my brother was taken from me by the farmer and I had another brother too but he got killed by the fucking Brits the dirty bastards and I was like alright okay 
we'll just sit here and drink in, in silence. <laughs> but then eventually it settled. The music came back on, you know, it pulled back to the music that we all love, bits and pieces. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, that's the 12th. That's what I'm all about. But it was an interesting experience. Do you know what I mean? I enjoyed it. You know, it was a lot of drink, a lot of good time, a lot of great food. You know, it was a really nice party. Um, only downside was um, being a parent um, and also being there with parents. Do you know what I mean? Um, got to a certain point and all the parents just started to, to fade you know like in cinderella when she's like a oh, bollocks i'm turning back into a carrot or whatever a turnip or whatever the fuck she turned up to that doing you know that's what it gets we get to like midnight and it's like i am so exhausted i need to go to bed and that's kind of what happened and as much as as like i wanted to stay and keep the party going i knew i had a four and a half hour drive from Limerick the next day. And hey, guess what? I was in sweet new wheels as well. So I needed to have my wits about me. I didn't want to crash the new car on the way home, you know. Got myself a, a Hyundai Tucson. Because, again, full-time dad. You know, need need space. Can't just be scooting about in the, the Fiesta, you know. Got the new car, got a Tucson. And therefore, I'm looking to sell my Igo. Hey, We've got a three-year-old I go. We're looking to sell for like four and a half grand. You know what I mean? I've driven in it. It's in pristine condition. It's a great wee city number. I'm sad to lose it, actually, because I like to scoot about in it, you know? Um, so if anybody's looking to buy a three-year-old I go for like four and a half grand, you know, come at me. You know, not very many miles on it. You know, I've driven in it. You know, so if you're like a super fan or something and... And you kind of get weird about shit like this, and you want to like you know smell where my bum's been or whatever, you know, get in touch. I'll let you see the Iago. I'll give you. I'll get. I even get you. I'll get. I'll get you a signed picture. I'll get a picture printed and sign it for you as well. Sweeten the deal. You know that it's worth four and a half grand itself. So I mean, if anyone's looking a nice red Iago, give me a shout. Get in touch. Also, in a jest way, yeah, do. But in a serious way, if you want to buy an Iago give me a shout we are genuinely selling it because I mean I'm embarrassed to just have three cars like I mean it's you know it, it's a you've no idea how difficult it is for me to just you know have all this stuff like I mean it's oh can't even bear to think about it but yeah we are selling the car again touch if you want it if you don't hey whatever if you know someone who might want it you know maybe somebody's looking I don't know, a really sweet, sexy, small car, you know. If you're a girl, it's perfect. You know, it's very much a sort of girl's car, you know. However, if you don't like gender stereotyping or whatever and you're offended by that, hey, I don't care. But also, if you're a guy and you want to look like, you know, I don't know, Donkey Kong from Mario Kart, get in touch and you can get hooked up with a psycho, you know. Um, might also throw in like a wee blanket or something too with my scent on it sweeten the deal but do get in touch if that is um what you're wanting to do um but yeah it's been a nice it's been a nice uh a nice bank holiday you know a lot of people kind of split over the 12th you know i just like to be off work you know i appreciate that and i'm buzzing about about monday this week because catherine's at work 
Holly's at nursery and I have a day to myself. So what I'm going to do is try and remove all my body hair using tweezers. No, what I'm actually going to do is work. I have a ton of like writing projects on the go and stand-up to get done. So I'm just going to really treat it like as if, hey, it's a day at work. And if I'm going to be a full-time comedian soon, I need to be be ready to work for that. you know what I mean? So I'm excited about that. Going to get a lot written. I've rewritten the dad show. You know, like I said earlier, a few tickets still left. And I said a lot of tickets still left. There's not. A lot of tickets are gone. So if you want to go get them because the show's been reworked, I think it's very funny. I think it's very sexy. I'm excited to get the first, what this is going to be like my first proper hour of stand-up, I believe. Like having done it once before and watched it back, I hated it. 10 out of 10. Hated it. So I'm looking to do that and make it really great, you know. Um, and I'm buzzing for it, you know, and, that, and it's been a good 12th holiday, you know what I mean? Also, speaking of the behaviour in the 12th, um, every year in Sandy Row they have a, a completely ridiculous street party, you know, where everyone's just out being completely, you know, it's just a stereotype of what you would expect on the 12th, you know, people fucking dancing neck and buck fast, screaming, wrecking a place couple of boys this year on top of a chip van dancing um, and well shock horror like six people on a chip van the roof caved in what wankers you know what I mean um, wrecking just people's property because I think it's funny you know dickheads but what I did enjoy was I saw a picture of this dude um, who had his trousers and pants down full dick uh, well no let me rephrase that small dick I can't say a full dick that would indicate that it's a piece you know that would indicate that it's a dong but this guy had a smaller dick than me you know and he was very thin as well you know it's not often you see very thin people like frail almost you know like sickly like the guy's probably in his mid-twenties you know he's got the body of a pensioner you know and just a little um, a little like mushroom dick, you know, like it's not a good look to have. Um, and he had a tattoo on his, his chest, which I probably imagine, let me just look at it, would say something like, only God can judge me. But that's, it's tiny, probably does say only God can judge me, but even God would be going, mate, size your dick, like. And then the worst thing about it, you look down, and he's got full shite stains in his cacks. And you're going, mate, you know, it's bad enough having that tiny pecker, let alone having what like there's skid marks and boxers right and then there's a guy has done a full like he has done a shite in his pants i'm gonna you know i don't want to judge the guy you know because i've already done that at length about his dick but i'm gonna say this guy may have been on drugs you know yeah to have that much shit in your pants i'm imagining you're on drugs and by drugs i mean senecott you know because it's a full lump of shite in his ass, like he needs to introduce his butthole to a bidet. You know, he needs to get like this guy is. I don't even know if he's wiped, he just done a shit, pulled the pants up. You know, I mean, not that it would on a normal day want to rim him, but it definitely wouldn't on that day. You know, what I mean, it's not a good, not a good look for the guy, but I mean, you know, he, he, he's bringing his people down. You know, people are going to associate. Sandy Rose Street parties with guys with small dicks and shitty kecks. And I mean, that's not what, what they want, you know? But if you're that guy and you're listening to the podcast, please get in touch and explain yourself because, hey, you know, there's not a wild lot that can be explained there. Right, guys, let me see where I'm at with time on this podcast. Half an hour in, like, let's go for some listeners' questions and then let's get 
like the like let's be like the dodgy sheep farmer and get the flock out of there. First question, Nathan Concilia. Oi oi, big papa pompaloon. So we're all X-rated weird guys here, but tell me this. If you had to put together a four-strong team of absolute buckmasters for a real weird porno you were directing, would who would there, there be and why any combo fellas and chicas is allowed? Um, you know what? I, I feel like this week's been pretty, you know, monumental in terms of the the situation in Westminster with the, the call for same-sex marriage to be legalised here and also the amendment to abortion rights. Um, you know, again, I think we should be in line with the rest of the UK on those issues anyway. Um, but, you know, that's the irony of the DUP, isn't it? The hypocrisy. That they're not keen on that, you know? I mean, it's... A big week for news, you know. It'll not happen because for some reason devolution will come back into place. However, I think it should definitely be a stipulation that if devolution does come back, those two things are implemented. But anyway, my point is, Nathan, is that if I were to make a porno, I would like to get some DUP members on board. I would like to see, you know, it would be it'd be a, a four-way, um, you know bisexual porn film um, featuring some members of the DUP you know I don't care you know who they are um, you know obviously the obvious one would be oh, I'd like to see Arlene nah I wouldn't like to see Arlene you know if I had to pick you know a woman from DUP you know probably pick Emma Pengelly to be fair pretty lady you know if it, just on, on that side of things you know, obviously Ian Paisley Jr. would be definitely down for it you know for sure and since it's going to be like uh, Ian Paisley and Penn Kelly, and I'd throw in maybe Michelle O'Neill from Sinn Féin and Jerry Adams because he's at a loss of what to do now. You know, and I just make it, it wouldn't be explicit, you know, it wouldn't have it being hardcore because, I mean, I don't think that would be, um, you know, it might have art house, you know, it might have an art house theme, maybe a little bit of nudity, but it wouldn't be hardcore anything, you know, I'd just make it like maybe we, like erotic, It'd be softcore erotic, like a Channel 5 special back in the day. And I'd have those four, just like kissing maybe a bit, you know, just, and then whenever they stop kissing, I'd have them like look at each other and be like, I'll work with you. And then they just bring government back. Those four leading the way through love, you know, not sex, wouldn't be porn. It'd be softcore. It would be on Channel 5. Weirdly, David Duchovny would be in the film. He wouldn't be involved in the actual orgy scene, but he would just be like, acting because a sense like David Duchovny is a master of like softcore films you know so that's what it would be you know and it would be called Devolution but the D would be big and there'd be hyphen because it would stand for dick you know that would be D that would be the name of the film but it'd be softcore so I mean you know I've, I've taken your question there and that's going to be my combo of chicas and fellas man Demur has sent me a picture of uh, footballer Antoine Griezmann, who has just been moved to Barcelona. There was Sergio Busquets, obviously the rat guy. Um, and Dana said, "You must be loving the preseason stringer picks." Hey man, I do love that. Whenever a footballer goes to a new club, they get their um, 
they get their medicals done. You know, they get the the string vests on. And again, stringers are there, as you all know, everyone knows, to show people what you're about. Again, Antoine Griezmann doesn't have the pierced nipples, so it's not really the full look. Again, his string vest is more of a Rap C Nesbitt string vest, you know, with like that sort of string. Whereas, like, I mean, I want to just see the strings hanging down, you know, like almost shoe strings, just barely covering the upper body. That's what I want to see. But, I mean, I'm definitely keen to see the guys in their preseason fitness. You know, I like to see what footballer shapes are like, just their nosiness. Like, I liked when Higuain went to preseason a couple of years back, just the fat middle aged guy. I respected that. Um, but, yeah, I do enjoy stringer picks. Thanks for that, Dean. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Chris Barr said, Hey Dave, hope you're well and enjoying the bank holiday weekend. Here's this week's weird story. As per, Chris has delivered me a weird story. Um, oh yes, I have actually heard about this story. Um, well, I didn't know it was at that level. Half a million people sign up to raid Area 51 and, in quote marks, see them aliens. Um, conspiracy theorists say the US government is hiding aliens and UFOs from them and they're determined to find the evidence. Half a million people have signed up to storm a US military base, the conspiracy theorists say whole alien technology. The event is called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. And it says, we will all meet up at Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. Um, if we naturally run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let them, let's see them aliens. And um, this is obviously done um, by idiots. But Naruto Run is the te- technique of the Naruto Uzumaki, the star of Japanese anime anime series Naruto, who sprints with his arms stretched behind him. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite, it sounds. The event set for the 20th of September is likely as a joke, and its creator is best known for posting memes and streaming content to Twitch. Um, but according to US media, the Air Force is aware of this post, but not commenting any further. Yeah, I think Area 51 is basically where they, like, have, like, a military base where they, like, deal with conspiracies of, like, aliens and alien technology, and it's a government site. So these people are basically looking to get in um, and see what's going on. According to the news, the facility is strictly a place for testing and evaluating aircraft and associated weapon systems, Um, and anyone that shows up on the 20th of September may find themselves more at risk from the unforgiving desert terrain rather than bullets of the, the guards. Um, if, you know, idiots will turn up at that, you know. And it's quite terrifying. Um, but Chris's question is to me, um, what I want to know is what conspiracy theories do you believe in? <sighs> you know what? I, I don't really think about conspiracies too much because I think if you get into a conspiracy wormhole you end up becoming a wee bit mad you know you end up smoking way too much cannabis you end up coming up with these ridiculous theories you end up in the dark web you end up in like wormholes and you end up needing to get psychological help psychiatric help psychological and psychiatric hey mix the words that's who should tired am so I'm not really big into conspiracies, but I'll give you one since you asked, Chris, and you've gone to all this effort. One that I definitely don't see being 100% legit is John F. Kennedy's assassination. Just because I watched a documentary about it one time, and I was like, in order for him to have been shot from where, or to get the result of his head exploding with what they said, you know, um, it would have to be, you know, 
a real like one in a million hit for them to get him. Um, you know, but let me see. I think it was Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated. JFK, who assassinated? Who assassinated JFK? Lee Harvey Oswald, is it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald, right? So... Um, was an American Marxist and former U.S. Marine who assassinated the president, John F. Kennedy. And the weird thing was, he actually was murdered himself. Um, just after he killed. So before he went to trial, Lee Harvey Oswald was murdered. And I believe that that was because if he went to trial, he would have cut off because there was no evidence in that. So yeah, just basically, long story short, I think JFK was shot by the government just because he was... You know, his policies were softening in the Cold War. You know what I mean? He was getting, you know, too liberal, I think, and that's what happened. But, I mean, I would like to get in. I would like to listen to more conspiracy theories just to hear them. Like, I think the whole 9-11 thing um, is a bit stretched. You know, I think they're all watching the documentary about Madeleine McCann. I hated that. Don't like conspiracies about that. I just think that's this has been a terrible scenario. You know, but don't normally believe in conspiracy theories but I do reckon John F. Kennedy was was shot period but also by um, by the by the government by Donald Trump you know there you have it um, Johnny Maxwell said on Boytown you said there might be a fantasy Premier League for the podcast listeners but it would be restricted to Patreon subscribers only bit racist any chance of a league for all listeners of the weird podcast hashtag inclusivity hashtag Rosa Parks hey listen I will if you want to set up a Premier League on the Premier, or a Premier League fantasy team for the weird podcast you tell me you tell me you set it up you set up the league and you give me the league code, I'll read it out on the podcast and we'll do that. What about it? You know, but I'm not going to hear, I'm not going to bother my arse to set that up. But I will read it out to the weirdos on the podcast. And then if you want to set that up, uh, Johnny, you can go ahead. You can tell me the code for it. I'll read it out in the podcast. People can join the Fantasy League and we'll do it. You know what I mean? There you have it. If listeners are interested in that, the winner will get... I know, I'll give them some free stuff or whatever, get you to see a show or whatever. But yes, Johnny, that's your, your mission this week. Set up a, a a fancy league for the Weird Podcast and I'll I'll do that. Una McGinnis said, Hi Dave, just wanted to share that I bought tickets for your dad show, which I'm really excited about as it'll be my first Comedy Squad gig. That's really nice. Thanks Una, I think you've picked a good one for your first time, you know. Um, I had intended to bring my husband as we're expecting our first child in December. Well, congratulations. Um, and thought it would be fun foreshadowing of the future. Unfortunately, he has plans to go out the night before and thinks he'll be too hungover to commit. Oh, what a shit guy. Come on. In the first rule of being a dad, tell him this now, is you deal with hangovers. You know, there's me going to the party, drinking till midnight, you know, and then traveling four and a half hours the next day. You just get dad strength. He needs to be building that dad strength already so you should have got him to commit anyway instead of had to enlist the company of my sister who hasn't heard of you oh wow no offense well i'm offended 
Um, she has for sure got problems. Yes, I agree with that, Una. However, I played her a section of an old Boytown podcast there where she and regaled the listeners of a set you did that mentioned a lot of rimming. Um, that means licking an anus for those who don't know. Not only within your relationship, but with regards to elderly members of the audience. Let me just point out, by the way, Una, slight fact check coming here. The bit was not about rimming my, my good wife. You know, it was much worse, you know. But there was also a bit about rimming an elderly person. Anyway, respect. Um, but nonetheless, she found it hilarious, so I think we're good to go. Really enjoy the podcast and can't wait for the show. Well, that wasn't actually a question, and I appreciate you getting in touch and letting me know, and hopefully you do enjoy the show. Um, make yourself known to me afterwards, and we'll, we'll have a wee chat, get a photo, whatever. Um, and maybe your sister will like me by then, and... And you sound like it's going to say, yeah, get in touch with me after, and maybe for sure, you know, we can sort out a wee picture or some rimming, you know. Probably won't do that, um, but definitely let me know anyway, and cheers for getting tickets to the show. I'm excited as well. I'm more excited now that you're going to, and I'm disappointed in your husband for not going. But, you know, if you have a great time at the show, you can tell him I'm going to put the show online for people to see, so... He can maybe watch it with his wee Mars bar ice cream and his look as he had and he's having a wee hangover, you know. But I'm about to give loads of dad hacks, so he's missing out big time. Um, Willie Palmer said, hey man, knowing your love of all things Chinese, Haja guitar. Whoa, racist guy, you wrote that and it's actually Japanese sound effect. Um, I wonder what you might think of this picture. <laughs> Well, he sent me a picture of a little Chinese boy with his bum out um, and saying, traditionally Chinese babies wear kaidanku, which is literally open crotch pants instead of diapers. However, disposable diapers continue to rise. So it's basically a little child wearing a pair of bottomless chaps so they can just shit and piss as as is, you know, without having to worry about nappies. Um, and Willie wants to know, is this something that I could get behind? Um, more importantly, uh, yeah. well, you know what, first and foremost, there's two questions there. So I'll answer the first one. Is this something I can get behind? Yes, it's a good style. It's basically a variation of assless chaps, but it's rather than being for a sexy reason, it's for a functional reason. And yeah, I can get behind that. I also like the idea of just kids, just any time they want, just shitting on the floor. It's pretty interesting. And you know, those Chinese always like to support that Kai Dan Ku style, you know what I mean? So fair play to them. Um... But more importantly, what is your go... Or no, let me see. Sorry, let me see. However, suppose the diapers continue to rise. Is this something you could get behind? Um, but more importantly, what's your go-to order of the Chinese if you're feeling some kind of way and a little bit weird? Um, you know what? I actually had some Chinese food last night when I got back from Limerick because... I felt like the right hand side of my head was going to explode. Uh, going to explode with a hangover. How was that sore? Probably the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Had to go to bed early and everything. Um, but my go-to is I just it's basic, it's simple, and you can't fuck it up. Like I'm not a spice guy, and I don't want to get something. I don't like the sweet and sour type shit. So I just go for a chow mein, but it's a special chow mein. so I can get all the meat that the Chinese restaurants put in there. You know, you've got your prawns. You've got your beef, you know, your cat, your pigeon, rat, you know, human on occasion. But it's tasty with that chow flavour on it. I also like duck spring rolls. I also like duck pancakes. 
you know that's also good gear not that I get it all in the order I'd either get the duck pancakes in the chowmein or the duck uh, spring rolls in the chowmein but I mean if I'm going to a fancy Chinese or like an Asian restaurant like Zen I'll, I'll go for something a wee bit further out but if I'm dying of the hangover and I just need some sustenance I'll just go for that straight up chowmein um, but that was a great question and I really enjoyed your story uh, and picture so thanks very much for that Willie Danny Cunningham said, what's up, my man? You for the Open this week? Can you give us your best GMAC tribute? Um, yeah, Danny, actually, I'm going to the Open. I'm heading up on Friday, first thing, you know, to, uh, you know, going up going up there early with a uh, few of my friends there, you know, a couple of my, couple of my buddies, should I say, you know, heading up to the uh, up to the North Coast on Friday by 11, 11 a.m., going to cruise up, you know, in the car. You know, fortunately, teleportation hasn't been uh, invented yet, so uh, just going to drive up in the car. You know, a couple of boys, a couple of cool beers. Great time, you know. Looking forward to getting on the course. You know, shooting a few straight lines, you know, hitting a few greens, chipping up there, you know. Just looking forward to sinking a few 30-footers and get myself to Harbour Bar for a few cool beers. It's kind of what I'm looking forward to doing. Um, yeah, there you go. It's a wee, a wee Graham McDowell we Graham McDowell tribute you know and uh, if any of you guys haven't seen the video that uh, Danny's alluding to there's a great video it's like getting to know Graham McDowell and he's just like it's just great he's just like being interviewed about like stuff he likes you know fair film probably Shawshank Redemption you know yeah fail neck gladiator hard to go wrong and they ask him you know any tattoos any tattoos no tattoos you know not a, not a tattoo kind of guy just kill beer kind of guy. Any weakness? You know, kill beer. Heroes, Batman. You know, he's cool. He's got the money, good old toys. And he gets the girls. It's a great video. Definitely, if you don't already think G-Mac is an absolute hero, watch that video. And I, of course, will be rooting for G-Mac. Personally, he's my favourite golfer. One of my favourite guys, too. I'll be hoping that he can win at his home course, you know. I'll be there wearing the Srix on hat, supporting him, uh, and drinking pints. I'm probably being really badly hungover, but that's my my week. It's coming up. Doing pug uglies on Thursday, then just get straight home, straight to bed, and straight up to the North Coast for a few cool beers. Um, John Joe Flood, my man, my my hero, my one of my Patreon boys, has said, Welcome back to the Sunday Club, David. Fuck the haters to think you can't record on a Friday. You do, you do, boo. I appreciate that. But hey, man, also, I think I did this on a Sunday because I thought of more to talk about, you know, with being away. Um, but the question this week is doggy related. You mentioned that your little Chinese friend is getting on a bit. That's my uh, my dog, Mr. Charlie, who is Chinese. He's a Shih Tzu dog. He is Chinese. Um, I do speak to him in Mandarin Chinese. You know, s- some of our phrases we would say to each other is like, Tui Jama Chi. Which of course means go fuck yourself because we have that kind of love hate relationship. Um, but you mentioned that when your little Chinese friend's getting on a bit, not to be morbid, but when he goes to the little Chinatown in the sky, what would your ideal dog to replace him be, and what would their name be? And um, Paul, again, I just I just like dogs. You know, don't really have a specific breed. I wouldn't get a Jack Russell again because my parents have one, and he has become a wee jerk. You know, I think he's just a wee bit sort of snappy and territorial and barks too much. I like like a wee bit of a, a docile dog, you know, something with a wee bit of soft fur about it that would be good fun, you know. Um, 
There's a there's a breed of dog Catherine always talks about, but guess what? I don't listen to her. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. But um I'd imagine there'll be something furry, something fluffy and smelly probably, with knowing what Catherine likes. You know, and that's just inner guys, let alone dogs. Um but I, I like like I like human names like Chris. I think a dog called Chris would be real funny, or Peter. You know, you be, your mates be like, oh, where's Chris? And I'm like, oh, my mate, that's not me, it's my dog, Chris. And I, I comes a wee dog plodding along, you know, that would be what I'd be keen to do, a full human name. Um, Chris Henning said, hola, Dave, much appreciation for reading out my question last week. I didn't mean to be such a sassy queen. Well, hey, guess what? I came across and it hurt. Um, hope you had a good weekend. Yes, been through that. Um, my question this week is, if you if you had one wish that was granted, what would you wish for? I mean, the you can just go boring and be like uh, infinite money, which is probably what I would wish for, you know. But you know what? If I had one wish, if I had just one wish, only one demand. I'd hope he's not like me. I'd hope he'd understand that he can take this life and hold it by the hands. And he can greet the world with arms wide open, with arms wide open. Yeah, that's all I'd wish, just the lyrics of Creed with arms wide open. Um... But genuinely, if I had one wish, it would be that I had a, had a, a an opportunity. You know, again, I think people always say, I just want to make it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just want to have an opportunity to, to show people what I'm about. You know, get a couple of my scripts over the line. And I think if the right people see it, things can happen. So again, I just hope for the right opportunity to come my way that will enable me to provide for my family, give my daughter a better opportunities to do things in life and just be more comfortable. But again, rather than just having a wee default, give us all the money, I'd like to work for it myself, you know. So just the, the right opportunity is what I would like. And the last question this week is from H Star. Let me just make sure that I've talked enough shit. Yeah, 49 minutes, we're cooking with gas. H Star, not sure if I've missed it. No, man, you haven't. How hot is it today? Definitely barbecue and red wine Sunday. Um, you know what man, didn't have a barbecue because I just could not be arsed cleaning it again because it takes longer to clean the barbecue for the next time, that was my ankle that made that snap, by the way go back and listen because I did leg day in the gym and I think I've just broken my ankle um, but yeah it would have been nice to have some red wine except a busy day tomorrow up early any tips for when you're craving something sweet and you're supposed to be dieting yeah well I am dieting at the minute you know Um and I'm feeling good about it, I've lost three kilograms in a week, whatever, you know, again, obviously had it to lose, so not really that, uh, not really that worth boasting about, but yeah, um, when I'm dieting, how do I get through the sweet cravings, I like to eat fruits, you know, maybe treat that like a treat, um, I'm sort of more on like a a more of a keto diet probably than Catherine is, like I like to eat sort of bodybuilding-ish, because it works better for me, you know, if I eat like vegetables and chicken and rice and that kind of shit, it works better than me than say Slimming World, but Catherine does Slimming World and she swears by having like a wee drink of hot chocolate, like the low lights or highlights or 
um, options, options mint hot chocolate, I think she would have. Because it feels like you're getting something and really it's low calorie. So that would be it. It's just trying to find something that would help when you're dieting, you know. So, but I mean, I like grapes. I like oranges, I like bananas, you know. I'd do that. Or like a little bit of orange cordial in your water, just to spice it up. Even some lemons in there, you know. But again, the key for me to dieting is having a cheap meal, you know. You need to have one meal a week that you can really look forward to. Have whatever you want. Um, albeit like I've been pretty good the last while. I had two days off there over the the twelfth when I was in Limerick and then the day after when I was super hungover. Albeit it did work out, so you know, it's not too bad. But um at the minute I'm really into training again, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to getting down to the open and just drinking basically for a couple of days and I'll be back to being good again but yeah I'm trying to get the balance right between a healthy lifestyle and and a a fad diet which is a struggle but my man or woman because I don't know what the name 8 star even is but if you're a man hey my man cheers to the question if you're a woman hey woman thanks for the question and my advice would be yeah, just find something that you can trick your mind into thinking is a, a treat so like grapes or fruit you know or a nice sweet green tea with a wee bit of it you know one of those different flavour green teas try that of an evening but for sure have one cheap meal a week not a cheat day because you can lose your own of yourself but a cheap meal and you'll be sweet right guys that's the end of this week's podcast I'm going to go now and have a hot chocolate a, lo- a low calorie options hot chocolate and a snack and jack and watch Love Island because that's what adult life's about. So, if you haven't already, subscribe to Patreon, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, support the podcast, allow me to get this to be visual as well as audio. Then also, please rate and review the podcast on Apple iPods. On Apple, I'm so, so tired. On Apple Podcasts, I've got 96 reviews. I really want to get to 100. It would make my wee day. So, if you haven't written me a review yet, please take the time to do it. You'll become a, a piece of my heart by doing that. And then get tickets to my dad show. The link's on my Instagram, Dave Elliott Comedy. What an Instagram page full of beautiful pictures of beautiful people and occasionally me. Guys, thanks for listening. And I'll see you again next week. There was once again my ankle snapping. I genuinely need to go and see a doctor here. Bye.